Back Judge Podcast. Tommy, how's your uh, how's your track looking? There we go. Yeah. We're good. As, as, we're as, good. as the we're prophet live. Aiden Crehan once foretold, shouting into the void last yeah. week. <laughs> I've been shouting into the void, man. It's not uh, it's not good. It's inexcusable. That's the next shirt. You know what? Crehan's yeah, face on one on it. the front, <laughs> shouting into the void on the back. <laughs> Oh gosh! Um, week eight, guys. Is it week eight? It is. Holy smokes! Um, should be the halfway point. This is the question: Are we even going to do a week seventeen podcast? No. Or are we protesting? We're protesting. Or maybe since we did miss that one week, we're saying you know it's a sixteen game season. Or we do a season in review podcast. Yeah, before the season's actually over. Where yeah. where Colin was wrong podcast. Yeah. Um. How about this Thursday nighter, huh? It was Probably a lot more th- fun before the COVID stuff happened. Oh man, what, yeah. what happened? My Devontae's out. Am I living under a rock? You are living under a rock, indeed. Devonte Adams is out. Uh, oh, Alan Lazard is out, leaving Green Bay with like basically this Randall MBS. Cobb, Randall Cobb, Equinamius, St. Brown, mm. Tanyan being kind of the pass catchers. Maybe maybe Scantling if he comes off yeah. IR, but that's still. Okay. Kind of question mark. Sorry. Um, still, though, better than a lot of the other Thursday nighters we've had. Um, Cardinals still undefeated. Uh, took care of business last week against the Texans. Got the survivor on to the next week. The Green Bay Packers uh, have been cruising since they had that week one blowout loss to the Saints that happened in Jacksonville. I think, I guess, you know, I don't know. I still think the game will be close, even if Devontae uh, and Lazard aren't playing. Um, I'll side with, with the Cardinals, with them just being at home, short week, Packers having to travel off out, out west. Um, and the Cardinals just look really, really good, man. Uh, they look like a contender, which is kind of crazy to say because they've been middling and, and somewhat of a disappointment. Um, for the past couple of years, and, and now they're really hitting their stride. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, this is actually a game I wanted to bet before all this COVID noise because it opened three and a half Cardinals, and I was thinking there would be a little bit of Green Bay money coming in, and I would have loved to have taken the Cardinals minus three in this spot. Uh, now that it's up to six and a half, I'm, even with the injuries or COVID uh, absences, I'm really not – I don't really want any part of this. Um, like you, Clep, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cardinals to win on the field, um, and looking forward to seeing. I would like to see Kyler have a good passing game, finding some openings in this Green Bay defense with their defensive coordinator being out, and my overall analysis of the Green Bay def- defense being that uh, there's some you know exploitable aspects in the secondary, especially with Alexander Hurt. Yeah, like you, Lee, I was kind of. Uh was looking for an angle to bet this game except I was on the other side man I was I was ready to run to the window and back the Packers in this spot and now that Devontae's out um you know part of me wants to say is Devontae Adams really worth three points of the spread I mean that seems like uh, a lot of points but you know it makes sense to a certain extent um I still I still want to take the Packers I still for whatever reason I'm not sold on the Cardinals um you know and and I'm I'm finding myself kind of more and more impressed with their performance week after week, um, and you know, like you, like you just said, Lee, this is a defense that 
Arizona should be able to score on relatively easily. Um, and I just think, you know, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in this underdog spot, uh, he's just, this is the type of underdog spot that you want. Uh, you're betting on a really good quarterback, a good coach in LaFleur, and a team that's been really good throughout the regular season. Um, Do you always feel like, Tommy, that the value would just be like money line? Like, not necessarily. Okay. I think six, I mean, six, I know six and a half points is a lot, so, but. You're getting a lot of points, and you're basically just you just can't have it be a you know two possession game pretty much. Yes, you just you're you're right under seven. The total, I mean, I know you. I'm Tommy totals. It seems a little low. Fifty and a half seems a little low to me, especially in a game state where the Cardinals are up and uh, Green Bay is having to play from behind. Um, just something that 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 popped out uh, to me right away, but. You know, maybe not. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this is a game where uh, Green Bay really relies on the run game with Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon and tries to control uh, control the pace of play. And and you know, maybe it's not too much of a high scoring affair. But either way, I think these teams are pretty close in power rankings. I don't think the Cardinals are the best team in the NFC. I don't think the Cardinals are an elite team, or at least they haven't shown me that yet. I still am looking for a spot to, you know, peg their their first loss of the year, um, and it very well could be on this Thursday. So. Uh, you know, I'm definitely going to be taking the Packers on the spread in our pick'em, um, and and I'm looking to potentially get involved with them or not. Uh, I I don't know really, you know, where I'm at. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to Sunday, and uh, this is the. Uh, could we call this game Darnold's last stand? I don't know, Lee. If it, what what's happening now? I I at least I'm, feel a I'm, little bit vindicated after my uh, drubbing last week. I mean, I, I said I was yeah. siding with the Giants because I wanted Sam to prove it to me, and he did exactly what he had been doing the two weeks before. Um, things have taken a stark turn from the the three and zero start in the Matt Ryan <laughs> Sam Darnold debate to the point now where I would say Matt Ryan's probably up seventy thirty or something close to that in terms of the overall season output. Um, hey, a good a good Darnold game here where he straight head-to-head outduels Matt Ryan could probably bring that thing down closer to 50-50, but I, like I asserted last week, I'm off, man. I'm off. I, I can't do it. I can't go back in. Um, I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to win this game. I hate, I hate to say it. I think that this Carolina Panthers team is sliding. I think they're losing confidence. And I think that the uh, the quarterback situation is something that is going to have to be addressed this offseason. Um, and that's a tough pill to swallow, but that's the reality of the situation. I don't think Atlanta's a particularly great team, but they take advantage of, of teams that are average to bad, and they win close games. You know, They don't lose every close game. They've won some close games this year. I thought what they did against Miami was fairly impressive last week, being able to move the ball the way they did. Um, with you know under two minutes left to go get the win, uh, they got a good kicker. Um, so you know I, I don't know I I'm, I'm feeling less and less confident about my Atlanta under this year because I think they're going to win a lot of games kind of like this because this is kind of what they have been doing. So uh, I think that they're going to beat Carolina. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm still going to be off the Darnold train regardless. Um, I think Darnold has his best game in the last four weeks for whatever it's worth. I think you know that's not saying too much, but I think he. Ultimately, will throw for over 200 yards in this game and over a touchdown. Um, I think he kind of gets back on track, but I don't think it's enough um, to to win the game or win his job back. Or the confidence. Of yeah, the I game, think I should say not his job. He's got his job. 
Yeah, I think this is, uh, on paper, this is the Darnold bounce, bounce back spot against an Atlanta defense that is is very gettable. Um, and, you know, Darnold's back against the wall, so you'd think that he'd be he'd, he'd almost be playing with house money where kind of the mental aspect that, that we touched on last week, even though you couldn't hear what I was saying um, about, <laughs> you know, Darnold, Darnold being overly cautious and, and too afraid to throw interceptions, and then that ultimately... You know, leading him to, to turn the ball over like we saw in, in against the Giants last week, and that kind of came to fruition. Um, you know, that being said, I kind of side with you, Lee. I mean, I, I really want to see Sam come out and play play hard this game, but I think we kind of know what Darnold does right now. I think we know what his his ceiling is, dare I say, and the fact that McCaffrey isn't in, they're, they're really, I think, missing his element to the game. Last year, they had Mike Davis, who... I think was a little bit farther ahead than than Chuba Hubbard, at least what they were able to do uh, with him. So, yeah, ultimately, I think I'm gonna have to side with the Falcons too. They're just playing a lot better football right now, and these are teams that are kind of going in the in opposite directions. But no angle for me, um, you know. When you start laying the points with the Falcons after what we saw throughout this year, I think you're you're kind of asking yeah, for you, it. You've got to be a, a pretty big degenerate to play this game. I think I don't really think there's an angle out Probably, there. Probably. Yeah, I think maybe it's you know, just continue to fade Donald, man. Yeah, I guess that's so. the angle. So. Yeah, or that he's bouncing I mean, back. I think the angle is Donald. Um, Tommy, can you put that hood down? I want to see that hair, baby. Say something. I, there we go. There we go. Uh, your garage band's still working, right? We're still we're still oh, going. Yeah. All right, he's tapped in. We love to hear it. You tapped in. Moving on. Um, Moving on. The the Dolphins at the Bills. Dolphins, as we just mentioned, lost to the Falcons last week. Kind of crazy. They Tua played like decently well through four touchdowns. The the Dolphins, like if you look at the stats, they dominated in time of possession. They had more yards, more first downs, and they just managed to to lose the game. They only have what one win on the year. Yep. Um, Patriots season opener. See, yeah, week one in in Foxborough, um, man. The what's they, our? They're like a yeah. Go ahead, Tommy. Right. Well, I was just gonna say, what's our temperature on Brian Flores? Because um, I don't want to put too much into this year so far yet, but this was a guy who was kind of heralded as the next the next big thing in the coaching ranks to a certain extent, and maybe that's just kind of what. NFL media and we do, you know, kind of as a whole. Every time I just think, I just think year. building your team philosophy and hiring a coach that's defensive minded just isn't what you should do in the NFL. That's unless he's a Brandon Staley type. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just that's that's kind of my my hunch. It's like I, defense is is just not consistent year to year. It just isn't, and yeah. um, offense can be. And I think the formula is get an offense that is, you know, top 10 in the NFL and then just have your defense be okay and, and get some turnovers and, you know, play good in the red zone. Um, so I don't, that's kind of where I'm at with Brian Flores. I think he's probably a fine coach. I think that, um, you know, obviously he, he had a good rookie year last year and it's a little bit of a sophomore slump. I think them not having Ryan Fitzpatrick hurts them. Like Fitzy pretty much carried them through the first part of the season and then carried them, you know, last year when they would take two out in the fourth quarter, like a, like a starting pitcher. So, um, I don't know, man, I, I wasn't too into the dolphins coming into the season. I would say, I don't think, I didn't think they'd be like 
this bad to this point, um, but don't have a lot of confidence in them going up to Buffalo this week. Yeah, I like Flores, Tommy. I think that he definitely has this year to work with. Um, I think that, I don't know. I, I think they're a little bit snake bit by the whole Herbert to a situation. Um, I think that they're constantly looking over their shoulder to make a trade for Deshaun Watson. This is the only team we hear about. So I don't know if they're necessarily focused on winning games enough right now. I will ultimately say, though, I think this is a team we're going to see kind of regress back to what we thought they were as the season goes on. Not being a nine-win team, obviously that's out the window completely. But I think when it's all said and done, this is a Dolphins team that could end up winning, going 500 the rest of the year and winning you know, six games, seven games this season. Um, maybe that's a little bit too much. Obviously, they play the Jets twice. Um, there's, there's some easier times coming, I think, for Miami. I think they still got Houston on the schedule. So I think that they've had kind of a tough go of it. They've lost some close games. The defense has significantly regressed from where it was last year. Um, I would be looking to move Xavier and Howard if I were uh, in the Dolphins, Dolphins brass. I just don't really know what he's doing for you, for your team right now at this point. I think you could probably get some assets for him. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't like them in Buffalo this weekend. I would lay the points with Buffalo. Good point made on the Gil Alexander podcast, Tommy. I don't know if you heard it, but with more and more of these coaches with a pro, uh, proclivity to go for it on fourth down, there's just more and more likelihood that there's going to be bigger blowouts. Uh, so sometimes these big lines, they look like it's too many points, but in reality, Miami's down two touchdowns. They're going to be going balls to the wall in the second half, going for it on fourth down. It's just going to give Buffalo – uh, good field position and good opportunities to get more points on the board. So uh, not a play I would make personally because Buffalo beat the brakes off Miami a few weeks ago. So I'm going to stay away. But uh, if I had to play it, I would I would lay it with Buffalo. I think, yeah, I think it's a nice little uh, bounce back spot here for Buffalo after dropping the Monday nighter. Um, yeah, Lee, I, I agree. Um, I think Buffalo first half minus seven and, and Buffalo uh, full game. I think any either of those angles – I guess preferably the first half for me. I think is, uh, you know, I, I think it's an actionable angle. I think the Bills, the Bills, I think in my mind uh, are the best team in the AFC and, and might be the best team in the NFL right now. Um, I think it kind of comes down to them, uh, Tampa Rams. Uh, you know, uh, we'll throw Arizona in there too. But I think at home. Um, and speaking of defensive coaches who have have you know backed it up is Sean McDermott, man. I mean, Sean McDermott has been absolutely awesome. Um, and you know, I think we're kind of taking the bills for granted, but when you think about kind of Dable, though. the progression, yeah, Dable for sure. But I still think that McDermott, no, is, I know I want to give credit, is, but I do think that it's a lot easier to have a defensive coach. If you have an extremely forward offensive mind, you know, calling the plays and taking care of that side of the ball, which Flores ultimately does not have in, in Miami, which in my opinion too, is through like some fault of his own that you come into the season with two, two OCs. Yeah, absolutely. Quite. And so it's like. And then, and then just the point of, too, you know, Dable is going to be in the head coaching conversation again this offseason. And it's like, what happens when, when a person like that leaves your organization, right? Um, which we saw in, yeah, we saw in Atlanta with Dan Quinn, right? So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, that's for, that's for a philosophy pod. Um, that's draft season, right? Yeah. Um, San Fran going to Chicago. Uh, the Bears stunk it up real bad. Uh, in as did the Niners. <laughs> yeah, as did the Niners. Um, 
Man, uh, Nagy in hot water with the media again because he's saying some stupid stuff post game, and he had, now he has COVID. So, um, not sure if he'll be coaching in this game. Let me jump in here um, before Tommy takes takes my thunder. Lay it all day with the Niners. This is like one of my favorite lines of the season. I think the Bears have hit the skids. I think Nagy's on borrowed time. They're banged up. Hicks is out. Uh, uh, Mac is out. The offensive line is terrible. I still have hope in fields, but he does not look good. This offense is not clicking on any level. The Niners need to win this game if they want to be anywhere near the conver- the playoff conversation with the way that division shaping up. The Niners, I'll give them credit. Like They're 2-4, and four, right? But they've taken some tough losses, man. Like That Green Bay loss was tough. The Seattle loss was tough. The Arizona loss was tough. I think that Indy loss was tough. Obviously, they played bad, but it's a freaking monsoon. Like Balls are bouncing everywhere, you know. I, I, I think that this Niners team is a little bit better than their record uh, indicates right now, and I think the Bears are a sell team all day. I think the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFL right now with the injuries they have. Um, I think this is a great get-right spot for the Niners. I would have loved to have gotten it at three when it opened. I think it's at four now. I'll lay either of them. I would even take an alt line and lay like 13.5 with the Niners. I think this one could get out of hand a little bit uh, in Breezetown. Yeah, I'm seeing three and a halfs uh, for me. I, I, speaking of the Gil Alexander Podley, I think he made up a great point that I didn't have a, an answer for. I don't know if the Niners are a bad team that's underperforming or just a, a bad team, to be a honest. Good, a good and, team. And maybe that, that yeah. Count, yeah, a good team that's underperforming or, or just a, a bad team who we kind of misjudged throughout the year. I think they're just um, average. I know that kind of count. They, yeah, they also I still, been, you know, they're, they're banged up, man. They're, they're a little banged up. Yeah, they are banged up. They were banged up last year, though, too. And, and I think the thing with me is uh, – you know, I think the only way that the Bears win this game is if Fields, if their pa- like if their passing attack starts to get it together, and Fields has his first good game of the year, kind of. Uh, but and 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 San Francisco's defense is not very good. This is a gettable defense, especially in the secondary. Um, but you know who else I thought was a gettable defense was the was the darn Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I, obviously, I, I don't think the, the their defense is as as bad as San Francisco's, perhaps, but. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think you're rightly. Uh, you kind of just convinced me. I mean, this was I, it wasn't like I was going to lay it with the Bears, but this was just kind of a stay away for me, just because I'm so uh, really disappointed in the Niners. Um, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. I think he he's and obviously there was a monsoon on Sunday. He's going back home, baby. To, he's going back he's to going Chicago, back the greater Chicago area. Well, and we don't know. I mean, I guess Lance could start too. I, I don't I know. I think if they that said is, Jimmy's uh, going to start. I think I think he said okay. that like on Monday. Yeah, isn't Lance I mean, like I th- banged up a little bit too? Yeah, Lance. Lance yeah, he banged. has a knee sprain. Jimmy's banged up too. Um, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's I mean, banged up too. It's a thing with the the Niners, I guess, Tommy. Where I they're at the point now. And it's probably past this point, but my whole you know thinking behind Jimmy starting was that I really did think that they were a team that could make the playoffs and do something in the playoffs, and it's not really apparent right now. So could yeah. be uh, Lance time soon. Uh, let's go to the. Steelers Browns game. These two teams find themselves at the bottom of the AFC North, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Steelers coming off a bye, Browns coming off a, a Thursday night win, so a, a week and a half. So both of these teams should be somewhat fresh. Um, is Baker playing? Do we? I don't okay. think so. So it's it's Keenum again. Yep. What's Which the line of Baker's playing? I'd say two and a half. Three maybe. 
So it's more with it's 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 three and a half. It's three and a half. Oh oh, um, I think it'd probably be the same, maybe four. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole other conversation. Um, I yeah. I uh I lo- I like the Browns a lot in this spot. The Steelers I and think, then upset. Uh, yeah, give me the Steelers money Let's line. Let's go. Let's go. Plus one seventy on the money line. You're kidding me, dude. The Browns are banged up. The Steelers are coming off a bye. I don't necessarily. I'm not like overly confident the Steelers are win, but you're getting them almost two I to believe, one. Yeah, no, it's it's not bad value, but I believe the Browns are pretty healthy on defense. I could be wrong. Yeah, but Odell's um, banged up. Landry's banged up. Odell, Odell does not move the needle for this team anymore. His, his My Odell not being a lead take is aging like a fine wine from like three years ago. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I saw that GQ mag at the dentist and said, that's that. <laughs> I love Odell, man. Oh, man. Oh. What happened to the days I where mean, Odell would just like take slant routes like 60 yards of the house, man? That's what I miss. What he did, what Jamar did last uh, against Basically, the Ravens. People told yeah. him he was good. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, in an Odell conversation, I think he has the yips to a certain extent. I think it's a mental thing with him. He's dro- he's dropping balls. I guess his shoulders hurt too. That drop a couple um, weeks still... ago against the Baker threw him. The slant, to it was the end of the game. That yeah. was People weren't talking about that enough. That was an easy catch. Yeah. I know it was contested, but um, anyway. I still think the Browns are a darn good team, man. I still really love what they're building. I still love Kevin Stefanski. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I probably should have. Uh, I probably should have taken a little bit of the Bengals uh, to win the AFC North, but you know, I didn't, and uh, I I let it all ride with the Browns. And uh, I still feel good about this team, man. I still like this defense a lot. I think uh, they have all the necessary pieces on defense to be a really good unit for a good time. And I think when Baker operates within the Baker or Keenum, as we saw against the Broncos, I think, you know, if this team's able to run the ball, um, that it can make life a lot easier for them and they can kind of control the game and play good defense. And obviously I think running the ball is going to be a little bit tougher against the Steelers defense. Who's good. But on the other end, the Steelers have Ben Roethlisberger, who's the worst starting quarter is worse than case. Keenum. they have a worse quarterback. And I think, you know, I don't even want to bring in Tomlin versus Stefanski. I think it doesn't really matter who's better or not. Like, this is going to be a tough division game. I get that you, you know, I would have loved to bet this like at three minus three and a half in the hook is is not something I'm really interested in doing. But I expect the Browns to go out and win this game at home. Um, yes, the Steelers are coming off the bye, but the Browns are coming off Thursday, so that kind of neutralizes it to a certain extent. Um, and Nick Chubb's back too. So yeah, I'm, as much as I love, how about well, I was thinking about this. I forgot to text you guys. You think uh, Dearness Johnson can join Eno Benjamin in the uh, a rush for a thousand yards group? Uh, I mean, I guess at least Dearness Johnson's rushed for over a hundred in a Dearness game. Johnson play, has played an NFL game, <laughs> so he's got a head start, I guess. You think he could rush for a thousand in a year? I'm um, not going to say that yet. No, probably not. No, yeah, probably not. Probably I, don't, not. I think if I think if he plays Denver on Thursday every week, then maybe I don't know. I don't know enough about. I mean, he played a great game, you know. I I don't think that means he can rush yeah. for a thousand yards. Uh, Steelers still have a chip on their shoulder from the playoff loss. Browns are a little banged up. Uh, I'll take the money line on the Steelers, and I would like this as a tease spot too, getting the Steelers up to nine and a half. I think if this game, if they do lose, it'll probably be close. So yeah, I'm 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 kind of all over the Steelers here. I think that uh, 
this is going to be a close football game. I think the Steelers are going to have a lot of answers for what the Browns are trying to do that the Broncos didn't have. I kind of think the Steelers are just like a better version of the Broncos. Um, so I think we're just going to be seeing a little bit of that. Uh, obviously, I'm tentative to be too bullish on the Steelers in any position because of the quarterback situation. So I'm going to throw a little bit of water on what I'm saying. But ultimately, I am I am on the Steelers side here. Very nice. Um, Lions. Whew. Last winless team in the NFL still after fighting a little bit against the L.A. Rams. Sorry, i got to turn off my AC there. Audio quality is paramount. Um, playing uh, the Eagles at home, man. Uh, is this the most winnable game of the Lions season so far? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Does the it? Eagles do they get it done? Bad. Do they the get it done bad. at Ford Field this week? The Eagles are bad, but they also have the king of the fourth quarter and Jalen Hurts in meaningless games. The Lions will be winning this game in the fourth quarter, and they will lose in the fourth quarter. That's my prediction. But they will cover three and a half if you can get it. I'm going to say I'm going to give a score prediction because that's the kind of mood I'm in. I'm going to say the Eagles win this game, 21 to 19. That's my score prediction. It's a rocking chair under. Yep. <laughs> Defensive battle in Detroit, baby. I, um, yeah, I like the Lions here, man. I, you know, it, it looks like my the only preseason take uh, that I really am looking good on is the Eagles under six and a half at plus one fifteen. That and you know even still that that lays in the balance, especially with that that brutal uh, that brutal Panthers loss. But either way, um, I think the Lions. Uh, you know, hey, I said I'd take the Lions on the spread against the Rams last week. I was on Lions spread island, and you know what? They went out and performed for me. This team, uh, this team fights damn hard, and I expect them to do it again at home with the Eagles coming to town. Lee brings up a great point with Hurts in the fourth quarter. I mean, I think this is a great day to take a Devonta Smith, uh, Devonta Smith props. I think I think uh, that's that's kind of my angle. I've been I've been pretty good on the pod when I yell out. I got you know. I said Mike Evans. I said Kyle Pitts before the London game. I got the same feeling about Devonta Smith. Got the same feeling about Devonta Smith at Ford Field. Um, that's really my only actionable angle on this game is some sort of Devonta Smith prop. I, I'm going to take the uh, Lions on the spread. If you want to tease the Lions, I think that's they that don't be throw a good him the ball too. enough. He gets like five or six yeah. targets a game. It's kind of weird. Like who else do they have to throw to? And, and your team yeah. sucks. Like, see how good the guy is. I don't know. He should be getting 10 targets a game. Yeah, no, I agree. I just I just think it's a good matchup yeah, for no, him. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. The, I agree. The Lions secondary. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe this is a question for you. I mean, the Lions, man, I mean, playing hard. Yeah, I mean, playing they played hard. hard last week. Didn't play hard against the Bengals. Yeah, yeah you know, that's true. so it, it kind of depends. That's true. Um, I like some of the, um, you know, it'll just be interesting. I think Dan Campbell um, coaches the right way for what the team is, um, but uh, still makes some, some decisions. I, I think he just kind of goes with his gut, though, um, and I'm not sure how, I don't know. He kind of does what he wants to. I think he's learning. I think so, too. He's learning how to be a coach, um, and this is a good season to do that. Yeah, I mean the onside kick in the in the special team stuff was fun, I guess, and then a couple questionable calls maybe with the going like with the the hurry up on the fourth down when you could take kick a field goal and take the lead, but then again it's like you know 
Kind of playing with house money a little bit. Yeah, got to execute better in the red zone. Can't can't kick field goals and beat the Rams in L.A. Anyway, um, I did want to – can we – let's merge these – let's skip down two lines because I wanted to ask you guys a question. Bengals going to the Jets. What team, like, rebuild are you more confident in at this point, like Lions or Jets? Oh, the Lions. Jets. Oh, my God. It's not even close. It's not even close, man. The Jets are terrible, and they just use their number two the pick on the quarterback, quarterback. who's not going to amount to much. They're going to they're going to have a new quarterback in three years. I mean, yeah, if you think that, then I don't I don't know how productive this conversation is going to be. <laughs> I think that I think the Jets have their quarterback. Um, I mean, this, for the same reason that Lee is staying on the fields fields bandwagon as he should, I'm not going to throw throw it out with Wilson. Wilson's been Wilson marketably also, worse than any quarterback. I disagree with that. Worse. One and two, Wilson has impressed me in times throughout this throughout this uh, throughout the season. The arm, the arm talent, and everything is is there with Wilson. It's going to come down to how well he can learn an NFL offense and how or how well he can mature in an NFL offense and read NFL defenses. Um, I'm I'm looking um, fields is fields is yet to show yeah. that as a passer. I'm looking at having to uh, use the Bengals as my survivor against Mike White. I think it's a great pick. Right. I think it's a great pick. And also, and how about I want to to throw some cold water on the Jets organization? Something that uh, Adam, you brought up throughout the uh, throughout the offseason, and, and Lee, did, you did too. Why the hell do you not have a veteran quarterback behind Zach Wilson, and you go out and trade a six round yep. pick for Joe Flacco? Yep. So dumb. <laughs> That's so the thing dumb. about Seriously, like yeah. I, I, I want to like Douglas because like I feel like he's like a savvy guy and he's made some moves that I like. But then there are moments like this where it's like, what like what. Why would this? Why is this not something that's taken care of in 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 July? You're not like I completely agree. You, you have to be prepared I, it's one for this. Thing, yeah, yeah, and Wilson I could agree. for give, sure give, use some veteran presence in the quarterback room. Yeah, you know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. lay it uh, with the Bengals too. I'll lay the ten. I'm not afraid of that big number. I'll yeah, lay. I'm. I'm on a lay the time with the yeah, Bengals too, especially time. Mike White yeah, starting. Just pluck Wilson out, and you're right on the same side as me, Tommy. It just. It just. Yeah, takes I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't. That shouldn't be that surprising. Rams at Texans. Uh, Rams should uh, walk away with this one in hand. No, they shouldn't. Let, let, let's get it. Let's get Tommy. Tommy totals in here with a different different angle. Terod Taylor's back. Oh, he baby. is. Houston's live. Okay. I I believe Terod is back. I believe he's set to return. Um, I kind of like. I I mean, if Terod is playing, I think laying it with the Texans isn't a bad idea. At home, who said he's back? Yeah. <laughs> I I I thought I I'll I bet heard you right that now Terod back. Taylor doesn't play on Sunday. Taylor returning to Texans practice is getting closer to playing. I mean, dude, the game is four uh, days away. <laughs> I don't think he's going to play on Sunday. Uh, I mean, if, if Terod's playing, I think this is a great spot for the Texans, but I guess it looks like he's not playing. I don't playing. think he's playing. Uh, so I don't think they're going to rush him back. If it's Mills, if it's, if it's Mills, then the Rams should uh, should take care of business quite easily. Who do the Rams play next week? Is this a look-ahead spot at all? The Rams um, have some easy games coming up, I'm pretty sure. They got the Titans at home. Um on on Sunday night next week, not really. A yeah, I still and and maybe, um, I took I took the Rams to win the West. 
two weeks ago in, in advance of the Cardinals-Browns game because I thought the Cardinals were going to lose to the Browns. And the Cardinals are still undefeated. And, Lee, you just brought up the Rams' upcoming schedule, uh, playing, a, playing a fraudulent Titans team next week. Uh, I, I think there, there's still good value on the Rams to win the West in a, in a clear two-horse race in my in opinion. And they'll play again. Yeah, the Rams are going to yep. win the West because they're the best team in the NFL. I'm not going to go that far with you, but they're they're definitely up lay there. it with the Rams. Lay it with the Rams. Disappointing game last week where they where they were a team that a lot of people like to cover. Uh, Houston sucks. Laughing stock in the NFL. Davis Mills is going to start. I'd lay it with the Rams here in Houston. I think that it's a matter of time before, even if it's close early, it's a matter of time before Cooper Cup scores four touchdowns and the Rams end up getting out of there with a 25 point victory. Yeah, I don't know, not much else to add there. Yeah, Rams, uh, Rams should roll. Titans and Colts, man. AFC South matchup. Um, have they played yet or not? They, they yes, did play. They did. they did. Wow, so they're already playing their second game. Interesting. Um, where, what's the AFC South looking right like right now, uh, standings wise? The Titans are five and three, or the Titans are are four and three, or five and two. Or no, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. They Titans are five and two. Colts are three and four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean I would say for the Colts, this is this is kind of a gotta have it, right? Because you'd go to three and five, Titans would be six and two, and then you'd have to end up ultimately having one more win with the than the Titans to win the division. Um because they lost, right, to the Titans earlier in the year. Am I Yeah. 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 So um I don't know. Uh, this is a big game for for the Colts. Big, big uh, early kind of mid year divisional matchup. Uh, Colts are minus one at home after beating uh, the Niners in California. Titans uh, beat the Bills in their home stadium, which was a, a surprise win. Kind of came down to the wire there at the end. Ah, this is a stay away for me, <laughs> I guess. I'll uh, I'll say the Titans are going to win the game because I picked the Titans to win the AFC South at the beginning of the year. Uh, give me the Colts. I wish I did my homework and knew when the last time one of these teams won both games in a season was. I feel like they split every year. Uh, the Colts are at home. The Colts, man, finding their form a little bit as the season goes on like they always do. Uh, I think now would be a good time to hop on the Colts. Wentz is playing bet. really well. Wentz is playing well. Jonathan Taylor's yep. starting to score more. Uh, Pittman. They're getting a little bit healthier. Pittman actually looks like a Pittman. like a good receiver. Um, the defense is playing well. I mean, this. Tommy, is that's all you're going to get Lee to say about him. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, he, he, he looks, looks better like he than can Denzel Mims. Yeah, you, Tommy, you criticize me for the Mims trade, so just shove it. Shove yeah, it I, I do. Shove I do. I do because you spent all draft season talking about how much you like Pittman, and then you're on the <laughs> clock, and you take damn Denzel Mims, who you talked. S-H-I-T about the whole damn I thought he was going to get a big target share, and I moved on from him. Yeah, and that you know what? Lesson learned. You don't you 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 draft talent, not target share. I'm the I'm the epitome of voiced him onto Dolan, so I think it ended up being fine, right? Yeah, no, that is true. That is true. Anyway, moving on from that, big week in the dynasty week. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, Tommy's going to get the boot this week. Like that's 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 how it works. Not a big deal. Tommy's climbing up the cliff, and I'm going to I'm going to put my boot down right in between those two eyebrows give him the boot 
the good. I, I feel I feel confident about my team's my team's chances uh, this week to beat Lee. And if we lose, I still feel confident about my team's chances to make the playoffs. That's all I'll say. Tommy's taking the uh, the monk approach. Anything can happen at any time. That's the Tommy approach. Yeah. Tom, Tommy's <laughs> like the uh, Tommy's like the Jeff Fisher Rams when they made the playoffs at seven and nine right now, sitting at six at three and four, baby. I do want to say yeah, I've, I've been. I've been six and seven for the past two years, both years. So I'm just trying to not be six and seven again. But it looks like six and seven might be a playoff berth this year. So getting back, gearing we'll back into the topic of, of the NFL, um, the Colts plus one and a half. If you can get them, that's a great tease spot, in my opinion. Teasing them, Titans. You mean the Colts or? plus one and a half? Colts are minus one. Think, yeah, so I'm seeing Titans plus one. The Colts are. Plus I was going to say I was going to make Fox bet. Wow. No, Colts are minus one on Fox for me. Well, I'm looking one, at yeah, betting pros, so I'm getting false information from betting yeah. pros. It's a little, nice. it's a little bit embarrassing. That does happen sometimes with the, the, the that site. Well, Lee, maybe I can piggyback off you before when you're getting your eyes up. I think it's a good spot, for, a T spot for the Titans. Um, I know it's a higher total. Usually, you, you don't, you know, that goes against the the fundamentals of the T's, but. This is most likely a, a one-score game, and if I would I would sell the Titans up uh, plus six and a half, six and a half point teaser to get them to seven and a half, so you get the hook. Uh, I think that's probably a good spot for either of these teams. Yeah, I just want to underline. I think the Colts are going to win. I think I do too, and I and I think I should uh, give the Colts some respect. I was talking bad on Wentz, which I still do not fully. Uh, I'm not fully going to take all that back, but this is a good team. Uh, Frank Reich brings a high floor to this team, and their defense plays well, and it's just a well-run organization. And I mean, I guess it kind of can't happen. It's essentially taking Colts' money line in some ways, I guess. Uh, but the Colts still are, are north of plus 300 to win this division. And if they win this game, um, they very well, you know, that number surely will go down. And I don't know, just a thought. Also, I know the Titans have just beaten the Chiefs and the Bills. The Titans are also are probably, I think, at the top of their market. I still yeah. am eager to fade this I mean, team. it's kind of crazy. I, if the Titans win this game, dude, they're going to be 6-2. and two, And they're going to, yeah. with a loss to the Jets, yeah. and they're still going to have the Texans, the Jags, the Texans twice, the Jags, and the Dolphins on their schedule. Um, so, I mean, this is a great opportunity. Vrabel's always preaching about the division wins. Um, if they can get this win here, they can run away with it. Great opportunity, uh, Tommy, in case you're looking to shell out some draft capital for Ryan Tannehill, perhaps. Save your season. I'm going to stick with Darnold. Save I'm your season. With I'm sticking Patriots with Darnold. Patriots going to the Chargers. Chargers, uh, I believe, had a bye last week, and then the week before that laid an egg against the Ravens. Um, Tommy and I got burned there. Bad bet. Bad bet. I'm going back to the well, and, baby. Okay, you're going, going back, back to, the, to well. the Chargers well at minus six. Now, yeah, the Patriots I, are coming off their I, like best game of the year. Well, here, hear me out. Hear I know me it out. was against the Chargers Jets, coming but... off. Chargers coming off a bye, and the Patriots are traveling uh, to to L. A. Going across country. It's not in the t- the ten o'clock slate, so it's a it's a four p.m. game for them, which gets mitigated a little bit. But I think the Chargers are. Yeah, their their last game they played was the Ravens game. Um, I expect. Uh, I expect the Chargers to win this game, and I expect them to, to score points, and I don't really see uh, the Patriots being able to keep up with them in a shootout, and I don't expect Herbert to have uh, the same poor performance that he did against the Ravens. So I actually like this spot a lot for the Chargers. I'm thinking about laying the points. 
Definitely love them in a tease in the the home the home uh, minus six T spot down to a pick them. Um, yeah, I, I like the Chargers this week. Give me the Patriots, baby, from every angle. I'll get give me the money line plus two fifteen. I'll take plus five and a half. I'll tease them up to eleven plus eleven and a half. I think it's going to be seventy five twenty five Patriots fans in that place. Um, I do not. I'm not sold on the Chargers. I'm not sold on the Chargers. I want to repeat that. I don't think the Chargers are this Wonder Boy franchise that's the now the new darling in the AFC Super Bowl dark horse. They got their lunch handed to them by the Ravens. I know they're coming off a bye, but I think this Patriots team is scrappy and tough. And I think if they can get some stops on defense, it's going to be a close game in the fourth quarter. So um, I like the Patriots here. We, we kind of glossed over it when we went ahead to the Jets-Bengals game, but what do you guys think about the Bengals right now? I don't know, man. Uh, I picked, I picked I still, the upset. I'm giving myself credit. I picked that upset against Baltimore, yeah, you did. but I'm not, I kind of expected that. That was a big emotional game. I expect them to beat the Jets, obviously, but they've got, they've got kind of some tough sledding coming up here. Um, after the Jets, it's, it's Browns, Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. So... Not necessarily any gimmies left on the schedule after that one. I think uh, I think that similar to what I was saying about the Dolphins, I think the Bengals are going to regress back down. And they'll still be in that playoff conversation, but I still think that they go under 500 the rest of the season after the Jets game. Are the Bengals better than the Chargers? No. I think they are. Do you think they're better than I the Browns? I think that they're comparable. I think the Bengals and Chargers are kind of comparable. Um... The Brown, not when the Browns are healthy. Not when yeah. the Browns are healthy. I think the Bengals are better than the Browns when the Browns are missing Conklin and 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 you know, I'm not even gonna say Baker because Baker's not that great. But when they're banged up, yeah. No, I mean it's. I mean, I I don't know what to think about the Bengals because I want to fade them. Um, I don't think, although kind of you know the the positive case for for the Bengals this year, you know that that we talked about throughout the off season. You know, this this offense, all the offensive weapons, and a defense that can play bend, don't break, uh, you know, it's kind of coming to fruition. I just still don't – I mean, Zach Taylor, I think, is a big uh, – I just don't really know what to think about him. I don't really know if he's a good coach yet. I think he's in that Packers game, had a bunch of fourth downs he probably should have went for. I still don't really know uh, what to think about Zach Taylor. Um, yeah, anyway, that was just me kind of, you know, throwing up, doing a little throw-up rant on the Bengals. I just – because – they they really took it to the Ravens last last week, man. Like I obviously Lee, you were right about them being the right side on that upset, playing for a lot more than the Ravens had to. But I mean, man, Marlon Humphrey, who's having a little bit of a down year, could not check Jamar Chase. Burrow and Chase looks like it's you know 2019 LSU right now. So um, and their defense is is playing pretty solid too. So just wait for it to get a little chillier in Cincinnati. That schedule gets a little harder. Those division games mean a little bit more. I don't know if they're familiar with that quite yet. I think Zach Taylor, once once Zach Taylor puts that overcoat on, he might revert back to uh, the Zach Tommy Taylor knows what it's like when it gets a little long. chilly. Tommy Tommy knows what it's like <laughs> to get chilly. My whole career I've been chilly, man. Can't get out of the freezer. <laughs> it's ironic you got, like, the, you got like the wig a... chop the week before the freezer and you, you didn't have that extra hair to keep you warm, boy. <laughs> I'm like John Gotti, dude. I'm like John Gotti. Yep. Shout out, Gail. Um, man, I'm I'm on the Jags, baby, plus three. 
Let's do it. Let's ride. I like that clap. You can get three and a half, you know. Okay. I mean, I don't like it. Like I'm yeah. not going to bet it, but I like that on paper. I do too. My instinct says Jags, but also it's like the Seahawks are a better, more better, a better coach team and they're at home, you know. Obviously, the Jags have Trevor Lawrence, and how, you know you're going, you're picking. How many points are the Seahawks going to score, even against the Jags' defense? Like, what's their ceiling? I don't know, man. I mean, the Saints and the Steelers are good defenses. Those are some good defenses they just played. The Jags, I can't say the same about. I don't know if they can execute the offense the way that it should be executed, and I think Geno takes bad sacks. I think he leaves the pocket does, way too quickly. I don't think they have a running game really with Alex Collins and Homer and what they don't have a running back. Put in um, DJ Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much DJ Dallas. Yeah, no, I, he from, doesn't do much, but from that, but uh, yeah, no, man, no, I just no no snaps left. The fact that they're not finding a way to get <laughs> the fact that they're not Look. finding a way to get Lockett and Metcalf the ball more is a little bit uh, like just throw a screen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, they had four combined targets. Yeah. Like that, or they each had four com- – they each had eight, eight combined, combined targets. Tar- like, those two guys are, you know, we're talking about maybe the best receiver duo in the NFL, arguably. Um, and, you know, you, I know Geno's a downgrade, but he should be able to get them the ball a little bit more. But, yeah, I lean Jacksonville, Adam. I lean Jacksonville. Yeah, I just think, like, yeah. I, I think Trevor Lawrence has, has been playing really well. Um, it hasn't all been perfect, but he's he's definitely looked uh, the part. Um, and the Seahawks, man, just uh, <clears throat> not a team that I was very high on before the season. But Russell Wilson kind of kept those um, doubts in check a little bit, and now that he's out of the picture, it's it's been a it's been a struggle for them. So, and Russell will be back after this game, I believe. Yeah, at least he wants to. I Supposedly. think right. Yeah, he wants to. Yeah. You've been drinking the concussion water. <laughs> um, football team heading to the Broncos. Uh, two teams that are uh, struggling a little bit. The the Broncos, right, haven't uh, started three and zero, lost four straight. Football team Heineke, it's not going too well. Defense still struggling. Wo- this is like a wounded wounded duck game. One of these teams, yeah. One of these teams got to come out with a win. Kind of like it to be the Broncos just because they're at home, but I, I wouldn't. This is another game where it's like I'm not really sure what the angle is. Wouldn't really play it. Judy's back. That's the angle. Judy's back. Uh, the football team's secondary sucks. Uh, the pass rush has not lived up to expectations. The Broncos have a pretty good offensive line. I think I lean the Broncos here. I mean, I, I could understand someone who, who likes the football team in a dog spot. This is a clear stay away from me, but. I think the Broncos are, are the better team and at home in mile high. Um, and their defense, I think, should be able to, to handle Washington. I think you're probably going to put Pastor Tane on Terry. And, uh, you know, we'll see some popcorn and fireworks. Yeah, I like Washington, man. I've been severely unimpressed with the Broncos since their 3-0 start. I think they've just been pretty awful. Um, that Browns game, I know they covered, but that was like the biggest three-point blowout I've ever seen in my life. The Browns handled them. Um, yeah. I don't know. I like that Javante Williams is kind of coming into his own. Uh, I think that the fact that he finally scored next week, or sorry, last week, was was big for him. 
Um, Teddy Bridgewater has just been bad, kind of. Uh, very limited. They're really banged up at the linebacker position, the Broncos are. I think this Washington team is hungry, man. I don't know. I think that the NFL is kind of figuring Heineke out. I don't know how healthy Gibson is. But I think they'll be able to move the ball a little bit against this Broncos defense. Um, not a game I really want to get involved in. If anything, I think it's an interesting tee spot for Washington plus nine. I don't think this game's going to be a blowout if either team wins. Um, so I think this game's close in the fourth quarter. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Washington here though. In a in a not very confident manner. Yeah, I don't know. Not a not a game of high importance at least. No. Um, Buccaneers going to the Saints. Uh, pretty uh, pretty interesting game. Uh, Bucks coming off a big win. Saints, as we said earlier, squeaked by uh, in New Orleans. They're back in the dome. Bucks coming to town. Um, first time since uh, the Bucks beat them in their own place in the playoffs. Um, I'll take the Bucks and I'll lay the six. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't want any part of this game, man. I, I would. I would take the Buccaneers, but kind of. A, Weird. I don't know. I get a weird feeling about it. I think the Buccaneers are kind of due for like a little Halloween a little voodoo magic in New Orleans, smashing everybody. Um, Sean Payton clearly has some things figured out about the Buccaneers. A little Jameis revenge spot, hopefully. I mean, you're gonna get. You're not gonna get that Seattle blustering weather. Uh, they're in the dome, so maybe Jameis is gonna be able to huck it around a little bit. Um, I think New Orleans is gonna play with some serious intensity. And like I said, man, this New Orleans team is a wild card. They're Jekyll and Hyde. Um, so maybe the good version of New Orleans comes out that beat the brakes off the Patriots and Foxborough, and we get a close game, uh, you know, against Tampa. I don't know. I, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I'm right now kind of ta- even talking myself into taking New Orleans plus six, but I'm not going to do it because I would feel like a fool when Brady throws for four touchdowns and the Buccaneers win by you know two scores. So I'm going to stay away, but I, I would I would just be a little cautious about being overly bullish on the Buccaneers this week. I think this is kind of a trap spot. Yeah, Lee, I, I agree with your sentiment, and I think that there is going to be a time, a nice spot to fade the Bucks. but I think Brady wants this one. They lost both of the games in the regular season last year. Um, he was up on the Manning cast watching that game very intently, saying, hey, can't let Kamara. That guy's unstoppable. You know, sending sending some compliments Hats off to Bradley Roby. Hats off to Bradley Roby. Yep, Paulson Adebo. He was yeah, talking exactly. nice about Paulson Adebo. A little. He sounded like he sounded like me in April. That's a Brady's like he's like long. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great spot to tease the Bucks and, and lay the points with the Bucks. I um I think the Bucks are going to win this game for a lot of the same reasons that we talked about when we were talking about the Seattle New Orleans game. I just. I don't think New Orleans is very good. Jameis in a revenge spot should be able to get a little bit – I'd expect a little bit better of an offensive performance out of him against a Buccaneer secondary that uh, I still think is beatable. But this is a division game. I think the Buccaneer. I do, I do not expect the Buccaneers to show up flat to this game. I think that's pretty much where I'm at right now in New Orleans in the Superdome. Um, but, you know, I, I, I respect your opinion, Lee. I think I, I see your logic and I agree that – there is going to be a lull game for the Buccaneers coming up probably in the next three weeks where they're going to lose, you know, like the Chicago game last year. And, you know, but then again, this Buccaneers offense has been unbelievable. Brady's playing at an MVP level and there, there isn't the same growing pains that there were last year. And they're a pretty well-oiled machine right now uh, outside of that Rams game. So 
I like the Bucks as well. I'm gonna lay the uh, lay the points with them for sure. And just just because we're keeping in tune with what we've kind of been doing, the Buccaneers, man, got a bye after this week, and then I'm not gonna read out their whole schedule, but this is just a handful of games for the rest of their year. Football team: Giants, Falcons, Panthers twice, and Jets. I mean, this is a team that. Uh, definitely making me shake in my boots a little bit for that Rams best season record. I think that the Buccaneers probably have the inside edge on that one um, with the way their schedule's shaping out. So um, getting a win here before the bye could be monumental for that number one seed in the NFC for the Buccaneers looking down the road. Tommy, your Cowboys off the bye playing the Vikings off the bye in Minnesota. In Minnesota. <laughs> on, on Sunday night. What do you think? I love this game, man. I love this game. I love the Cowboys in this game, and I, I can't wait for this game. I'm so pumped. It should be a high-scoring, uh, really fun game. Um, I missed the Cowboys minus one on the open, but on Fox Bet here, I'm seeing a minus two, minus 125 Cowboys money line. That smells like a two-unit play for me. Cow- I guess both teams are coming off the bye, but I think these are similar teams, and I think the Cowboys are just a better version of the Vikings. Better quarterback. Slightly better uh, offensive weapons, comparable defenses, and the Cowboys' defense is playing a lot better right now. Trayvon Diggs is really making me look like a, a big dumb idiot. The Micah Parsons is playing really well. Uh, this is you know, a, and Dan Quinn is coaching a good defense. I think you still have. Uh, I think you still have a right to be upset about the Asante thing, though. Oh, I'm I'm I'm. Boiling. I don't think Joseph has played yet. That. Not that you care, Tommy. I still don't think he's played. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's too busy in the in, in the, the booth. booth. Yeah, him and Kadarius Tony are too busy rapping. Um, um, I, I love the Cowboys in the spot, man. If I know one thing, it's uh, I don't I don't have the career stats, but when Tommy loves the Cowboys, you should bet against them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Usually he's wrong, so I'm I really like the Vikings here. Actually, before you even said all that, I think the Vikings are going to get up for this game. I think the Vikings see a path to the playoffs here in an NFC that's top heavy. Um, they're at home. Uh, primetime games, underdogs at home have been really, really fruitful this year. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's back to 100%. I think the Cowboys are a little overrated. I obviously think they're good. I don't think they're a 13-win team, 14-win. I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to win every game they're favored in. I think this is a good spot for the Vikings to kind of have that confidence win that boosts them to, to the wild card eventually. Um, getting the Vikings plus 130 on the money line I think is a good play, and also teasing them up to 8.5 I think is also a good play. I think we're going to see some fireworks here on Sunday night. I think this is going to be a close game. So I'll, I'll take the underdog, the home underdog in Minnesota here, or as Clep said, Minnesota. We're looking at we're at Minnesota. We're looking at some different lines. It looks like you still have the 2.5. On Fox, but here it's, it's minus 2, uh, minus 125. Plus one hundred five. Well, I'm for looking the at the line, I'm looking so. at the big smorgasbord here, and I've got you're bigger than the big uh, Twin Spires has a plus two and a half, so I would tease that up to eight and a half, and then uh, whatever the highest the highest price I'm seeing right now on the money line for the Vikings is plus one thirty. I don't think that's necessarily great value. I think you could probably get a better price in game because there's going to be some scoring in this game. Yeah. I think so. Maybe jump on Minnesota when Dallas goes up a touchdown, which they probably will at some point. I think that goes the same for the spread too, because I like your tease angle with Minnesota as a home, home dog uh, teasing up past seven. And I think the same goes for them in game live. Yeah. Um, what's the best uh, Cowboys money line that you have on the board? The best Cowboys money line that I have—it's loading right now. Minus one. I'm looking at minus 
on FanDuel, they always like to do those wonky juice numbers. So minus 125. Yeah. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be taking that. All right. Last prime time, last game of the week, Giants at the Chiefs. Chiefs are uh, maybe not good. Is that fair to say? I don't know. I think I think the Chiefs have an awful defense, and if their offense isn't going and Mahomes isn't playing well, then they suck. They're not good. But like we saw against Washington, if, if the offense is going, they can score 30 points, I think, in their sleep pretty much. Um, so... That's kind of where, where it's, I'm at with the Chiefs. I, I don't really know, you know, I, there's no way that I'm going to be backing them, you know, live in, in the, to win the AFC or uh, to win the AFC West yet. I still, you know, I don't know. It's a stay away team right now. I've, I've been burned on them pretty bad. That Tennessee game was, was really disappointing. I mean, this is a great get right spot against the Giants, but the Giants also should be able to, to move on, on offense as well, so. Yeah, give me the ten with the Giants, man. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done buying into the Chiefs being good. They're not good. They need to prove to me that they're good. Maybe they come out and blow out the Giants. I don't know. I'm not necessarily overly confident in it. But in our pick and pool, I'll be picking the Giants with the points. I'm done putting any type of faith in Kansas City. I think that things could very possibly go from bad to worse with this Chiefs team. This defense is terrible. Mahomes is not playing very well. Um I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy to say this, but I like Andy Reid's son killed somebody, and I think that that might still be something that he's thinking about. Like that that process of court and all that is still going on. Uh, he's obviously not on the staff anymore. Andy Reid had some health issues earlier in the year. I think that this could be kind of the end of a dynasty before it even really started. Um, to 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 put out a Colin Coward hot take, maybe Andy Reid steps down after this year. I don't know um, if they don't reach that potential this year that they that everyone was expecting but this schedule is not very easy um they still got to play the Raiders twice the Broncos twice they play the Chargers again they play the Packers they play the Cowboys there are some tough games in there so Kansas City is going to kind of have to look, take a long hard look in the mirror here and figure out what's going on because things can go south pretty quickly here and I mean would you guys be that surprised if the Giants won this game outright like how surprised would you be I'd be I'd be pretty surprised. I'd be surprised. I'd be pretty surprised. I'd be yeah. surprised, but it's also just like if the Giants have three hundred twenty yards of total offense and win the game like thirty-one to twenty-seven, I just don't know. You know, that would kind of be you know uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, is 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 Kadarius back? Saqu- is Saquon's not going to be back. It looks like. I mean, Saquon's not going to be back. I'm assuming Kadarius will be back. I'm assuming Sterling Shepard will be back. I'm assuming Galladay is going to be at least close to back. Um, I don't know, man. I think that would kind of be in line with what the Chiefs have done this year. Uh, they haven't really been overly impressive in any game. Um, so. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not even that confident in the Giants plus ten. I'd probably put like a half unit on it. But uh, but I'm I'm kind of not uh, this Chiefs team. I'm tired of. That does it. Does it for the the week uh, week eight preview. Pick spot. Got time for pick spot, Lee? I do. All right. Let's uh let's transition over. Picks pod time, Lee. You said you had a, a couple picks this week that you liked. After going through the the preview, I as well have a couple uh, plays I am eyeing. Lee, any any positions you have already taken? 
Um, yeah. Honestly, no. There are no positions I've already taken. I regret that um, because lines are moving away from me, which is what happens when you're not, you know, on the ball. Um, but uh, there's some stuff I still really like a lot, so I'm excited to get into it um, and tackle some. Tommy, of the, you some of uh, you have any positions already or not? Cool. I do not. Right, well, let's let's get into it then. Um, uh, Lee, what, what are some of the? Give me give me two. You said you had a couple, but give me give me just two. Yep, I'll start out with two. Um, I've seen the lines already moved. I don't care. Lay the ten and a half with the Cincinnati Bengals minus one hundred and five on DraftKings. I think the Bengals roll in this game. I I have a hard time believing Mike White is going to be able to score more than fourteen points maximum. I think the Bengals offense is going to be able to find a groove against a scrappy Jets defense, and I think they get out of there with a fairly comfortable win. Um, that would be my first play. And then my second play, give me the Colts' uh, money line. Um, it's looking like an even bet, maybe plus 105 some places. Uh, I said it in our preview pod. This is These are two teams that usually split. I know the Titans have kind of been catching a groove, but I kind of think they're in a letdown spot after beating both Buffalo and Kansas City in back-to-back kind of emotional weeks. Um, while the Colts have kind of been finding their groove a little bit, I think the Colts put up, put together a really good game plan. I think as long as Wentz can take care of the ball, gasp, um, the the Colts can win the game, and I, I think they're going to be able to do that. Interesting, Lee. Let me pick let me piggyback off you, Lee. I'm I'm looking at my book right now. I'm going to take a Bengals minus thirteen plus one twenty five. Okay. Hmm. Because I think the difference between ten and a half and thirteen is is not is nothing really, or you should treat it like nothing. It it definitely means something, but I think getting under two touchdowns at a plus number uh, is effectively effectively the same thing. I mean, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll also right. I'm going to stick with the, the ten and a half. It's still the Bengals. I still didn't like them that much in in the preseason. Definitely betting more against the Jets than on the Bengals, but the Bengals have uh, been a pretty good team so far. Um, so I'll be on the Bengals minus ten and a half as well. Uh, also going to take another uh, maybe lesser squad in the in the Jags. Maybe plus three going to Seattle. Let's see it. Come on, Irvin. I love it, Clep. You're get, you can get I'll, three, I'll get three and, and a half, half, dude. I'll get three and a half. Right. Let me give you three and a half. Um, I'm just going to keep this thing rolling. The San Francisco 49ers minus three and a half going to Chicago. I don't care that I'm not getting the hook. I don't think this is going to be a very close game. I think the 49ers are going to kind of overwhelm the Bears in this game. I think their defensive line is going to be able to get to fields. I think this is a get-right spot, straight out of central casting, get-right spot for the San Francisco 49ers. I think they take care of business. And Garoppolo packing his bags, going back home. His family's probably going to be in a suite to watch him. Everything's going to be good and gravy. They'll go out to get a nice dinner after. Um, probably going to go see, see the girl he used to hook up with in high school. Probably, maybe a couple of them. Maybe a couple of them. You know how Jimmy. You know how Jimmy rolls. Um. Yeah, let me let me hop on here with my uh, my Tommy teaser of the week. Um, and I'm gonna take the uh, Chargers and the Bucks down to plus a half. Hmm. Um. I'll I'll piggyback. I don't like that at all. For what it's worth, I'll piggyback off of that tease. With a, uh, I'm gonna piggyback off that tease with a Vikings Steelers teaser, getting the Vikings up from two and a half at Twin Spires to eight and a half, 
and getting the Steelers up from three and a half to uh, nine and a half. I think those are going to be two close football games, um, and I like both of those teams in the teaser spot. And I'll also put both of those teams money line. You get the Steelers at plus one seventy, the Vikings at plus one thirty. I can't do the math off the top of my head, but let's throw them together in a parlay too, a money line parlay. Steelers, Vikings, and I'll, I'll get back to you guys in a few seconds about what the. Should I do my first do. teaser of my life this week? How about six and a half point tees, Lions, Titans? <laughs> okay, Clep. Lions plus right, ten. Clep, I like that. Titans plus uh, seven and a half. Five to one. Five to one on the Steelers Vikings money line parlay. Okay? Five to one. Alright? Put put a nice little little dime down on that and get five times your money back. Get that get that five hundred percent return like you invested yes. in Shiba. Five Are you a Shiba one. man? I like that a lot. Oh. Come I'm on. not a Shiba man. I've been I've been getting told to buy Shiba the past three I, weeks. I think I missed I put uh, forty five bucks into it two weeks ago. I think probably by the same guy. Oh, nice. Up, you gotta be, you gotta I be am. nice and up right now, buddy. Um, can I say my last yes. play? Patriots money line plus two ten, going going out to LA. Going to be a lot of a lot of New Englanders. In Looking the like a plus two twenty five on Foxborough Fox West. Give me the plus two twenty five, baby. Let that thing go up. I mean, that's it's an NFL game. You know, a Bill Belichick coach team. I know it's a rookie quarterback, but the Patriots need to get a win like this. Their only wins have been against the Jets and the Texans. So they need to get kind of a confidence win, and I think that this could be the week, and I like the value there at plus 225. For my last play uh, of the day, I'm going to take the uh, Cowboys money line, minus 125, two-unit play, putting down uh, two, 2.5 units. Two-unit play. Lee, any uh, college plays this week? I have a ton of college plays. Check out the weekly five. I'm going to sure. want me to speed round your best. What's your best three? Give me your top three. Oh, man. Top three. Okay. Um, Texas plus three at Baylor. Actually, forget that. I've lost too much on Texas this year. Forget. We're starting over. Oregon State minus one and a half at Cal. Uh, Auburn minus one, hosting Ole Miss. Boise minus two and a half at Colorado State. Those would be the three that I have the most confidence in at this point. What's up with the Auburn bet? What do you mean? What's up with it? You just think their 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 defense is going to beat out Ole Miss's offense? Yeah, I think Ole Miss has kind of been treading water a little bit since the Alabama game, and they've been winning games that are you know they should win a little bit. Um, while Auburn's coming off a bye, it's at Jordan Hare. Their defense is better than any team Ole Miss has played since uh, since Alabama, and um, I think Auburn is. I just think Auburn's a good, pretty good team this year. They were really underrated in the off season, um, and I just think Ole Miss is like a little bit overrated at this point, just because uh, they haven't really beaten anyone that good, in my opinion. Um, not that Auburn necessarily has, but I just like the home team in that game. Uh, I also really like Snoop Connor from Ole Miss. A little draft season running back from Ole Miss. I think he's. I think that guy. Ely, too. 
Jerion Ely's a baller, too. Yeah, he's good. I just, Snoop Connor really stands out to me as a guy who I think is going to be a good NFL player. So He's a good day three running back. Georgia minus 14 uh, against Florida and Jacksonville. I think Georgia's going to put a hurt on the Gators after last year, what happened in that game. Um, I like that a lot, too. And uh, Michigan Wolverines, baby. Really? Yeah, what do you Big think about the Michigan Lions? Do you, do you think that's a – are I you betting, betting on Michigan? On it, obviously. No. Do you, think, uh, do you think that's a fair line? Is it four and a half? Yeah, I think it's a fair line. I think it's a fair line. I think Michigan has more talent than Michigan State does. Michigan State has some big bodies up front. Neither team really has that marketable of a win. I would say Michigan has a more reputable schedule thus far than State does. Like State's best win is probably against Miami, um, whereas Michigan beat you know Wisconsin. Um, so you Kenneth, know, I don't know. Kenneth Walker versus that Michigan defense is going to be a, a great battle. Yeah, and Just my whole thing with Michigan is like uh, the, the 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 concern I have about Michigan is their passing offense, and if Michigan State can make them throw the ball, there might be some concerns there. Um, but I, I think Michigan is going to be able to run the football a little bit on Michigan State. I don't think that Michigan State is going to overwhelm Michigan at the point of attack. And I really think that Michigan is going – I think Michigan remembers clear as day what happened yesterday or last year in the big house. So I think that there's going to be, uh, there's going to be some bad blood, obviously. Um, but I'm pretty confident, man. I'm pretty confident. I've been, I've been a little wishy-washy on the Wolverines this year. I'm confident that they're going to be able to win this game against Michigan State and kind of save face. Um, and, and then that'll be kind of their best win of the season so far, a little momentum booster. 